The Calms Exchange. Hello and welcome to a brand new podcast series that will be your front row seat to the future of communications. I'm your host Rajesh Nair and you're listening to The Calms Exchange. In today's dynamic business environment, effective communication isn't just a skill. It's the heartbeat of successful organizations, the key to collaboration and the bridge that connects people across the world. Whether it's a company's internal dynamics or its external interactions, communication shapes every facet of business and beyond. Join me on this journey as I engage in captivating conversations with some of the brightest minds in the communication space. We'll be sitting down with various internal and external communication experts and practitioners, gaining invaluable insights into their experiences, strategies, and the lessons they've learned along the way. From decoding the nuances of crafting compelling internal communications, exploring the power of storytelling in shaping a brand's narrative, to unraveling the secrets to fostering a culture of transparent and authentic dialogue in an organization, we will leave no stone unturned. Each episode is going to be a treasure trove of practical tips, real-world anecdotes, and forward-thinking ideas that you can immediately apply to your own professional journey. Whether you're a seasoned communication specialist, a budding PR enthusiast, or simply someone who recognizes the significance of effective communications in every facet of life, this podcast is tailor-made for you. So tune in to the Comps Exchange and join me as we embark on a journey to unravel the secrets, strategies and stories behind modern workplace communication. My guest for this very first episode is Dr. Anisu K. Varghese, an award-winning internal communicator, change leader, author and speaker who holds a PhD in organizational communications. With over 22 years of experience, Anisu has effectively led communications for numerous global organizations. His journey began at Leo Burnett and he later went on to drive communications initiatives for various organizations like Saatchi & Saatchi, Accenture, Fidelity Investments, Sapien, Tesco and Sabre. In 2006, Anisu pioneered India's first blog dedicated to internal communications called Intrascope. His work has been featured in various research journals and national and international publications. He has shared his insights at numerous international events and conferences across four continents. Anisu has also served as a judge on multiple award juries, earned prestigious awards, developed online courses, and provided mentorship to fellow communication professionals. Furthermore, he is the accomplished author of three books on internal comms, solidifying his reputation as a prominent and respected figure in the field. In 2021, Anisu relocated from India to Krakow, Poland, where he currently resides with his wife and son. Anisu hired me at my current organization and to a large extent taught me the ropes of internal comms. So it only really made sense for me to invite him as my first guest on this podcast. So without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome to the very first episode of the Comms Exchange, Anisu. Uh, thank you so much for accepting my invite to be on the show today. Pleasure. Thank you so much, Nagesh, for inviting me. Glad to be part of it. Great. Thanks. Um, so I'll dive straight into it. For most parts of 2023, as we know, generative AI has been a hot topic, especially after chat GPT sort of became an overnight sensation. But generative AI is so much more than just that one platform. It has incredible potential and some groundbreaking applications across various industries. 
it has also slowly found its way to all aspects of a modern day business like comms, design, marketing, communications, research, translation, chat automation, code generation, amongst many other things. There are organizations that are even building their own capabilities in this space. And we have a whole bunch of off-the-shelf products, right, that leverage artificial neural networks like your Google Bar, ChatGPT, Bing AI, Midjourney, Dali, just to name a few. A lot of communicators have also started to use these tools for research and idea generation. Maybe not so much for content generation just as yet, since there are a few chinks in the armor, right? But clearly there's a use case for this in comms. So my first question to you, Aniso, is in the long run, what role do you see generative AI technologies playing in enabling internal comms teams to craft effective communications? And the second part to the question is, how will this potentially change the way organizations communicate with diverse sets of employee groups, especially in large MNCs, where they have employees from various cultural backgrounds, functions, so on and so forth? Got it. No, I think there's a fascinating question. I, and I think the, there are multiple roles uh, generative AI can play, especially with internal comms. So for, for example, in streamlining processes, um, identifying gaps and potential challenges, um, in enhancing plans and strategies, in mapping stakeholders and potential actions, analyzing themes and trends from conversations and meetings, because there's so much of data out there and it's not humanly possible for us to you know, figure things out. With these tools, uh, getting more and more integrated into systems and platforms that already exist, I think there is no running away from generative AI. Uh, it is definitely all around us from you know listening to uh, staff to understanding their grievances. And you can also see that uh, HR has included a lot of them in terms of bots and assistance and to respond to HR queries. There's also research, according to McKenzie, uh, one of the studies which says that almost about 75% of the value from generative AI, uh, you know, will use cases could could deliver, you know, uh, the kind of results which will it'll fall into broad broadly four areas: uh, custom operations, marketing, sales, software engineering, and R&D. And therefore, I think there is uh, it it will impact a diverse set of employee groups and also obviously the cultural aspects, uh, how business function. Uh, irrespective of whether the organization is very hierarchical or not, um, you know, there will be opportunities for uh, generative AI to kind of play a role and, uh, you know, break through the silos and break through the barriers. So I think that's that's how I see it. Right. And you talked about how generative AI is all around us and how there's no running away from it, right? That makes absolute sense. There's this growing concern among communicators about how generative AI technologies could potentially make their job roles redundant, right? How do you assess the situation and how would you counter such fears? Yeah, it, it is a possibility and it uh, we already see it happening uh, in, in the corporate communications world. For example, content writers and designers are already seeing job redundancies, so that's already happening. Um, likewise, you know, the, the so therefore the best way for communication professionals is to stay relevant by taking the effort to understand the changes happening around us, uh, appreciating and acknowledging what will impact the, their roles, and then investing in growing and learn, you know, growing up the value chain. Because if you keep doing the repetitive uh, mundane work, then that kind of work will soon be, um, you know, used by, you know, taken over by AI. Uh, so it means that you need to kind of become experts, uh, not just at the role that you play, but also to be an expert in using generative AI, um, experimenting with the tools, uh, sharing best practices, creating knowledge assets, which will reduce time, effort, and investment. So in the long term, 
term the organization, the, the function, all of them can benefit from AI and you are then seen as an expert who can leverage these tools for the best uh, optimal out, you know, outcomes for the organization. I completely agree with you when you say that comms professionals need to adapt and learn how to use generative AI to their advantage rather than being in denial about it. But just to look at the other side of it, the question is how much is too much? It's very possible that overtly relying on such tools could prevent these comms professionals from developing and honing basic communication skills. So with that in mind, how do you think comms teams should strike a balance when it comes to leveraging generative AI for improving efficiency and accuracy, while also managing to maintain that human touch at the same time? Right. No, you you have a you make a valid point because even in universities, uh, they have been begun to teach uh, using AI and you know using and also helping um, you know participants understand that generative AI is going to be part of their work culture and works you know work tools. So using generative AI doesn't really mean copying and pasting the content that it throws out as output because that obviously means then there is no difference between what a human does and what a you know machine does it it still means that you know the the communicator needs to ensure the tone of voice uh, bring in inclusive language and elements that retains the culture and values of the organization so that's crucial i mean that's fundamentally what the communicator is expected to do irrespective of what tools they use after a while despite the best prompts provided the ai tools will all begin to sound similar and readers will soon begin to figure out what is written by a thoughtful communicator and what is written by machine. So I think sooner or later, people will get caught out. Uh, and there are, of course, even tools now we can figure out uh, which is machine written and which is by which is written by humans. So the human touch comes only when the context is understood, when the values are instilled and when con- content is personalized. So these are the three key factors. Just to repeat again, context is important. The values uh, in in uh, or in in terms of how the organization's uh, you know written communication, verbal communication is done, and when you know when the content is really personalized. So that's really what will stand out. Right, context, values, and content. I couldn't agree more. I personally use a lot of these tools as well, and I can see a stark difference between the synthetic content that some of these tools throw up and the human-generated content. Uh, and that provides a good segue for me into my next question, which is. As generative AI becomes more ubiquitous, there are, of course, chances that will attract controversies related to misinformation, authenticity, IP violation, and so on. And like you mentioned, a lot of such cases are already coming to the fore in organizations, colleges, right? How can internal comms teams proactively prepare and implement strategies to mitigate some of these risks and maintain trust and credibility in their communications? Yeah, I think the the best way is to, you know, just step back and think of some of the recent um, you know episodes we've had or experiences we had even starting with covid uh, 19 so just like during the you know the pandemic the news had to be verified uh, and there was a need to put a label on the content generated by you know ai so people can really make the best decision so that's how i f- foresee the future of um, you know using these tools will become trust and credibility has already eroded uh, even before AI had come into you know four, but you know and in, in so that you know there's going to be a lot more pressure and impetus on internal communication teams to step up and lead in the space rather than just uh, you know use these tools as a crutch. The role of the internal communications team is to be seen as an educator, an advocate, an influencer, and not as an also ran catching up on trends sweeping this domain. So 
there's there is obviously a onus on the the communicator and the the organization and the function to ensure that the you know the the professional is thinking um, broadly about how to use these tools in the best possible way rather than just getting sucked into the numerous trends that are you know shaping our future you brought out a very interesting point about labeling content so that you know end users know which is which much like how whatsapp helps you identify forwarded messages i think this can go a long way in establishing trust and keeping the comms aspect of it sacrosanct right before i you know sort of ask you my last question uh, congratulations on your new book inclusive internal communications and isu could you thank you share some of the reactions that you have received so far from your readers peers colleagues also is there another book in the works well thank thanks for rajesh for the for the wishes yes uh, inclusive internal comms has been well received and uh, again just to provide context uh, inclusive internal communications is an approach and a framework to amplify the impact of the function by tapping into the collective potential of staff as communication partners of change and i think we have uh, you know we have attempted that you know a few times in in, in the company we worked in uh, so we are you know we're currently doing a poor job of acknowledging that staff know much more than we do as communication professionals and that they have access and influence more than we can ever know and once we are blinded by this we are not able to think uh, as of them as partners so I, this entire book is about getting them to be included in the process of change and process of communication so they are stakeholders and partners in the journey and uh, even though we may have um you know learn the ropes along the way or we may have the degrees to uh, call out that we are communication professionals but nevertheless every com- every employee is a communicator every human being is expected to communicate in 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 the right way and therefore our role is to really listen involve and engage them on internal communications and help them become stronger in that space and so how how can we really make them more effective and relevant um that's really the the crux of this book so the book offers practical insights templates and resources for internal communication professionals as well as managers and leaders uh, and it covers a wide uh, range of topics from employee advocacy to change um, to leadership communication and i've received feedback from readers that the messages resonate and they are able to use it in their workplace uh, in fact recently i did speak at a a conference called simply ic in in london and uh, and did a follow up webinar to unpack and amplify this concept uh, so there are a couple of other book themes that i'm dabbling with and i'll come back uh, soon on what that will cover that's fantastic to hear um, and i like how you talked about the fact that communications cannot take a one direction approach right and neither can it be done in isolation organizations need to partner with employees to ensure communication effectiveness i mean that's so true and that sort of brings me to my last question right which is again into uh, parts first part is what would be your advice to comms practitioners who are considering incorporating generative ai into their comms strategy second part is is there some sort of a hack that they can use to determine which strategies to adopt both in the short run and in the long term right yeah i think uh, it's it's a fantastic question again so generative ai, AI is very core to driving change so i think it's important that you know we obviously embrace it as much as we can it's core to driving effect efficiencies at the workplace enhancing the internal communications function and the the role that we play and it's going to it's really here to stay so embracing it is really crucial rather than fear the consequences we need to realize the benefits far outweigh the risks so that's how i see it we need to also put in place checks and balances so to ensure that you know professionals continue to leverage the strengths 
and not just use uh, AI as a you know a crutch. So that's how I would put it. And to me, the uh, the key factors there are six of them which I can kind of recount. So one is company culture and the risk appetite. That's very crucial to make sure that it's implemented well. So if the culture is uh, closed and not um, you know. Uh, you know, the environment is not open to trying something out, then AI will definitely not work. The second is the investment in learning and development. So not just the organization, but even the function leaders need to take the onus to uh, upgrade themselves and you know, upskill themselves. Then there is the governance and policies which need to be put in place. The fourth point would be the team's maturity to experiment. So while the organization experiments, the team should also dabble with all the tools and see what works, what doesn't. And there will be mistakes, there will be failures, but you got to just uh, learn as we go along. Um, the fifth point would be about measuring the progress and success. Um, so it's important to understand what's working and how it's working and then share that with the wider, broader community. And the last is uh, keep your eyes open and scan the environment for newer approaches. So I think all these six uh, factors and approaches would definitely help in making it more suitable for implementation. Rather than fear it, we must embrace it. And we shouldn't use it as a crutch. That's some great advice. Uh, but I'm afraid that's all we have time for on today's episode. Thank you so much for this insightful conversation, Anisu. Uh, there were a lot of good takeaways in there for folks like me. And it was such a pleasure talking to you after all this while. Uh, I look forward to engaging with you sometime again soon. Thank you so much, Rakesh. And all the best for the uh, you know the, the start of your podcast series. And I'm sure it'll do well. And you 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 are obviously a fantastic professional yourself. And so I'm, I'm, I wish you all the best. Uh, thank you so much, Anisu. Bye. If you like the show, make sure to subscribe to this podcast so that you don't miss any future episodes. And stay tuned for more such engaging conversations. This is Ragesh Nair signing off. See you next time.